Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. So happy to be able to speak to you here on an open forum Wednesday here on Listen Up. NBA playoffs resume tomorrow with the Boston Celtics still breathing, down 3-1, go home, and uh, certainly would set up an interesting game six of Miami if they're able to win tonight or tomorrow night uh, in Boston hockey. You've got the Florida Panthers trying to sweep the uh, Carolina Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights will try to do the same thing to the Dallas Stars. You know, the one issue, and we talk about this every year, is the fact that in basketball, particularly, not being flexible to change the dates. You know, if the Miami Heat, had won game four, or they win tomorrow. We got to wait all the way until June 1st to start the NBA finals. I mean, is that ridiculous or what? And I understand that networks need to make, you know, programming schedules and things of that nature, but this is just terrible. I mean, if the Heat can close out the Celtics tomorrow, By the time the NBA finals start, people won't even realize that the NBA season is still going on. I mean, it's absurd. You know, it's ridiculous. All right, if you want to talk about the NBA, hockey, I did a rant on this. You know, if anyone thinks that Carmelo Anthony should have his jersey retired at Madison Square Garden, they're delusional. Okay? Carmelo Anthony did nothing for the Knicks. Nothing. All right? Nothing. They won one playoff series in six and a half years with Carmelo Anthony there. They did nothing, okay? I wouldn't say he was a disaster in New York, but he didn't make the Knicks better. He didn't make anybody around him better. Now, if you want to put him in the Hall of Fame, fine. Put him in the Hall of Fame, all right? Go ahead. You want to retire his jersey in Denver? Go ahead. Retire his jersey in Denver. But you're going to put his jersey up in the Raptors with Walt Frazier and Willis Reed and Dave DeBusher and Bill Bradley and Mike Reardon and Dick McGuire and Red Holtzman and Patrick Ewing. Stop it, would you please? Stop it. All right. I can't even believe that this was a conversation going on on uh, one of the major New York sports radio shows. And again, I get the fact you got to talk about stuff and you need content. But I'm like, come on, seriously, we're really having that conversation. We're going to put Carmelo Anthony's jersey with the other greats of the New York Knicks and the Raptors of MSG. Stop it, would you please? 
Think about that. Six and a half years, one playoff victory. One. One. That's it. One. All right, if you want to get in on the program today, you know the routine. Hit your hand icon, uh, and we will do it, all right? Who wants to be my individual to get us going here? Talk about a lot of different things on an open forum Wednesday. Go in any direction you want. NBA, NHL, we got baseball. You want to talk about, you know, things not going on in sports, which there's certainly a lot of stuff there. That's for darn sure. All right, Connor's always good to talk to. Connor, hope you're doing well, buddy. How are you? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good. Wanted to start with over the weekend with Brooks Kepka winning the PGA Championship. That was pretty cool to see. Yeah, and how cool was Michael Block and his story, right? I mean, that was just absolutely storybook. Uh, incredible in the way he handled it in that uh, final round with Roy McIlroy. I mean, that that was really fun to watch. You know, it was nice to bring some pizzazz back into the game, which has been suffering lately, particularly, you know, with Tiger Woods not being in these events. Yeah, it was awesome. It was probably a dream come true for him to have the hole-in-one and then Oh my gosh! Make what does he have the exemption now to join other PJ events in the future? No, he doesn't have an exemption. Uh, he's qualified for next year's PGA at Valhalla, and now uh, he's playing at the Colonial starting tomorrow in Fort Worth. They had an exemption and they invited him, but no, he has not earned PGA exemptions. Yeah, it's just cool to see a, a just a normal professional like that get some recognition and just have his. A tournament of a lifetime. I mean, how can you not root for an underdog story like that? Not only that, how about his attitude? I mean, could you have a better attitude, a better perspective, better with the fans, better with the media? I mean, there's no negatives about the guy. I mean, everything about him was just perfect. Yeah, it was awesome. And then switching over to baseball a little bit, the Yankees, I know it's the regular season, but they're starting to catch their stride. They've won five straight and Garrett Cole got his 2,000th strikeout, so that was pretty nice. Yeah, as I said, you know, I think when you and I discussed this maybe last week or two weeks ago, it's only May. You know, there's tons of time left. I still don't think the Yankees are a realistic threat when I look at the postseason. However, I don't know what they're going to do with the trade deadline. So right now, they don't really excite me. Now, we also know that Health has a lot to do with it. You know, if the Yankees are healthy when October 1st hits, then who knows? But I, I just don't like the way the team is made up. But again, you know this, Connor. There's a long way to go. Yeah, I do. And what do you think about the Astros this year? I mean, they're seven games above 500, but did you expect them to be a little bit better so far? No, not not with the uh, losing Verlander, uh, losing Correa in the um, the the tournament right before the season, right? I mean, you remember when, all right, so here we go. Altuve, excuse me, Altuve got, gets hurt, right? Right? Who, who got hurt in the uh, World Baseball Classic right before the season began, right? So you lose your main, I think, the pulse of the team. You lose Verlander to the Mets. How could you be as good? Yeah, it's a good point, but I don't know. I guess I just expect since what they've done, winning the World Series and getting to the ALCS and everything, but obviously it's still early. Anything can happen, and I'm sure they'll get hot, especially with how good their pitching is. They can't not be better when it gets to October. 
I said Correa, I meant Altuve. He gets hurt, right, in the World Baseball Classic, right up. And it's the same thing with the Mets. You know, the Mets lose Edwin Diaz for the year. You know, that, that's a devastating loss. You lose a player of that caliber. You lose a player of Altuve's caliber. You're not going to be as good. I mean, come on now. Yeah, 100%. And then switching and to listen, the- if you take you take the Cy Young Award winner off the team, you're going to fall back a little bit. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, talking about the NHL and those two other series, you got to feel for the Hurricanes and their fans. I mean, losing twice in overtime with Matthew yep. Kachuk scoring those two goals. I mean, gut punches yep. after gut punch after the four overtime thriller and then to lose in overtime the next game on your home floor. I mean, that's awful. Who's playing better than Florida, though? Look at that, what they did in round one, beating the President's Cup Bruins. You know, Bobovsky and goal has been like a, a wall and, you know, he's been standing on his head. And if that continues, you know, Florida could very easily win four more games here uh, after, you know, well, they could they could win the next round against Vegas because I think there's no question Vegas is going to beat Dallas. But, you know, the goaltending for Florida right now has been spectacular. Yeah, it really has. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the NBA and everything with the conference finals. We said it all series, but Jamal Murray was the player of the series, basically, for the Nuggets. Yep. Obviously, Jokic did his thing, but, I mean, the come up huge for Jamal Murray, they're pretty much unstoppable, and they're my team that I'm rooting for to win the finals this year because, I mean, Jokic and Murray, they're likable guys, and then Michael Malone. Yep. So, to see them in the Heat, obviously, I wouldn't be mad if the Heat won either with their underdog story and everything, so... I know with the NBA Finals, the NBA and the ratings would have probably rather had Lakers and Celtics, but obviously the Celtics aren't out yet. But if it is the Heat and Nuggets, I think that's a fantastic matchup on paper. I agree. Uh, I love what Denver's doing. I do worry about this long layoff for them. I mean, I I don't think that's good. I really don't. But it is what it is. But the other thing about Nikola Jokic, she's such an unassuming superstar. It's not me, me, me. I mean, he's just really an easy individual to root for. I mean, he really is. I think he's been really good for the league. Obviously, he's been great uh, for Denver. But, yeah, I'm thrilled for, you know, Michael Malone. I don't, And I also have some other friends on that coaching staff that I am thrilled for. Uh, David Adelman, uh, Ryan Bowen. You know, I know all those guys. I'm, I'm thrilled for them. I really am. Yeah, and one of your points you've been talking about for a while is how the NBA is just a three-point shooting contest and the team that shoots better from three is going to win the game because in game three, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown combines a one of 14 from three. And that's just, I mean, there's the result of the game right there. Yeah, well, there you have it. I mean, it's uh, the game has just, the game needs to be repaired a little bit. The NBA needs to look at the way their game is being played and they have to acknowledge that it can be better, okay? And they need to make it better. And I really believe, and I keep on talking about this because Jerry Reynolds said this years ago, take away the corner three. I think if you took away the corner three, the game would improve greatly. Yeah, I agree. And one more thing, I don't know if you want to get into it or not, but the news with John Moran again today, just it's getting worse and worse, it seems, with, I mean, that was, he obviously doesn't look like he's in the right headspace to, put a bunch of messages saying goodbye to his family members and stuff. And I know turns out he was just like saying that he was taking a break from social media, but that didn't seem to be the right way to go about it. 
Here's the deal with John Morant, okay? I don't know John Morant. I've never talked to John Morant. What do they say? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink, right? John Morant has to take the first step and acknowledge that he needs some type of assistance. I'm not in a place to tell you what type of help he needs, but clearly he needs some help. He has every single thing at his disposal, unlike the vast majority of Americans who do not. And by that, I mean, John Morant can snap his fingers and can have the best of the best of the best anytime he wants. You know, there are a lot of people in America that work their ass off every day that have all types of problems, have health issues, have mental disorders, blah, blah, blah. And they can't get anyone to even answer their freaking phone calls. Okay. So I'm not going to feel sorry for Morant. I'm not. The guy has everything right there. All it takes is the snap of his fingers. He can have whatever he wants, any type of help that he wants. And so I'm not dwelling on Morant and his situation. All right. Because I know what he has right there. Okay. I know he has every single possible individual company. I mean, you have everything. Okay. And you're still a, a, a F up, you know, get your shit together. Okay. You know, and again, I, I see that and I see, you know, people talking about him. Gee, it's too bad. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, it's too bad, but at some point, you know, you, you have to take control of your life and he's the only one that can make that first step. So am I going to dwell on Morant? No, I'm not. And the reason is he's a, he's a privileged athlete playing in the NBA. And when I say privileged, I mean, he has every single thing in the palm of his hands. That's what I mean by privileged. Okay. You, you're a professional athlete in America. You have 24 hour car service. You have 24 hour medical care. You have 24 hour this, you have 24 hour that you have 20, you have people that will literally kiss your ass, pick you up. Okay. Do whatever you need to do. I mean, literally, you know, do your laundry, do your dry cleaning, clean your, you know, cook your food. I mean, I can go on and on and on and I got to feel sorry for John Moran. I'm sorry. I don't feel for, I don't feel sorry for the guy. Is it, is it a sad story right now? Yeah, I guess you could characterize it as sad, but I don't feel sorry for Morant. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And kind of a question going off of that is, have you ever seen like a situation anywhere remotely close to this in your time? I mean, I don't know if DeMarcus Cousins is in the same boat as that, but do you have any other players that fit that kind of mold? Uh, you know, there, there have been individuals that I've been around that are not stable. Okay. And their careers were tarnished greatly because of it, or their careers never really get started. You know, off the top of my head, I can't really, you know, nothing comes to mind. But if I sat down and got a pad and paper out and wrote down some names, excuse me, clearly uh, I would be able to do it. Something else I wanted to talk about on this open forum Wednesday, Connor, is the fact that NBC Sports California. Okay, through Glenn Kuyper completely under the bus with their statement. Okay, Glenn Kuyper was fired this week. He should not have been fired. This is appalling. This is such a sad indictment on what's going on 
in this country. And then NBC Sports California, and they did the exact same thing to me. They put out a defamatory statement about me, and they didn't give a damn about who I was, what I had accomplished in my life, nothing. They absolutely put a defamatory statement out on me that was 100% a lie. A lie. 100%. Not 98, not 99, 100%. They just did the same thing to Glenn Kuyper, okay? After, you know, looking further into the investigation, we found some things, blah, blah. What a bunch of bullshit that is. You know what I mean? They absolutely now have labeled Glenn Kuyper as a racist without calling him a racist verbatim. Shame on NBC Sports California. I'm going to do a podcast on this Friday. I, I wish people would boycott NBC Sports California. And I wish the people that work there who I know many of them, okay, because many of them worked with me, would get some balls and stand up for their coworkers. That's what I wish. Yeah, to quote you yourself, nothing surprises me anymore with what happens. And just the, the thing of the fact that Matt Barnes and Mark Jones, there's been no statements put out from NBC Sports California about them is really all you need to know. Nope. There you go. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Period. You can stop right there. Yep, that's all I got today. See you later. Good one, Connor. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. And we say hello to Zach. Hey, Zach. Hey, Greg, I got a cool, random question since this open forum Wednesday. Um, over the past, like, couple of years, I've just – that's when it was. Um, what's the whole thing with Dennis Rodman and his relationship with Kim Jong-un? I was just curious, like, if you know anything about that. Yeah, he went over there uh, as a uh, to play in a basketball tour and got to know uh, the dictator of North Korea. They hit it off and they have been friends ever since, to the best of my knowledge. And other than that, I don't really know what else to say. Interesting. I just. Because when I first heard that a few years ago, I was like, is that even a real? And then I just thought, oh, it's real. Wow. Hey, then I have a question. I mean, hey, hey, listen, he was in Singapore. Okay. He was in Singapore at the summit that they had with Trump and Kim Jong-un. He was there. Okay. And he helped facilitate it. I mean, think about that. Think about that. Now think about what Dennis Rodman helped facilitate a meeting between the president of the United States Okay, and one of the most ruthless people on the planet in Singapore. Dennis Robin was largely responsible for that happening. What do you make of his character, Dennis Rodman? I don't know Dennis Rodman. I've never been around him. What I will tell you is I do know people that have been around Dennis Rodman, and they speak incredibly high of him. They praise him. Yeah, he's a different cat, but his intentions are good. Um, the people I know think he's got a great heart. You know, he's, that's what I hear about Dennis Rodman. You know, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to get into it from a personal level because I said, I've never, I've never met him before. Okay. Gotcha. I was just curious something about that. Yep. I mean, he does speak out of turn at times. I mean, he made a real stupid comment in regards to uh, a crisis that was going on over in Europe and right off the top of my head. I, I can't remember 
exactly what it was, but then he backed off on it because he realized that that could never happen. But, you know, again, he, I hear a lot of good things about Dennis. He's a different dude, but you know, I don't, he doesn't really have ill intent. I guess that's the best way I can say it. You know, I get asked that a lot about Ron Artest. You know, I do know Ron, I know Ron very well. And, you know, people think Ron is a wacko and, you know, crazy. Ron's not a wacko. Um, Ron is a different individual who admitted that he had some mental deficiencies and mental disorders and worked on it so much so that he donated the ring that he won with the Lakers for winning the championship in which, by the way, he was a big part of that, you know, to raise money for mental health awareness and everything. So, you know, I have a lot of respect for Ron and Ron would give you the shirt off his back if you needed it. And Ron is the most simplistic individual that I think I've ever been around in all of my years. He's basically a, a big kid in a man's body. That's the best way to describe Ron Artest. Gotcha. That's Anything all else? No, that's all okay. See you. All right. Bye-bye. And again, it's just, you know, another absolute example of how messed up the world is. Okay. When Dennis Rodman can get the standing president of the United States and obviously one of the worst people on the planet to have a summit in a neutral country. Think about that for a minute. All right. Let's get to Waggus. Hello, Waggus. Grant, how you doing? Okay, buddy, what's happening? So I wanted to ask you, do you think the difference- Speak up a little bit for me, please. Yes, yes. can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so since we're talking about Ron Artest slash Meta World Peace now, uh, what do you think the biggest difference, what is the biggest difference between him and Cousins? Is, would you say it's because he admitted he had an issue and he tried to get help versus Cousins never did? Um, I, I shouldn't say that DeMarcus never did. I don't know what he okay. did and did not do in his personal life. So I can't make that comment because I'm not, I'm, I don't believe he went out and got help, but I, I can't say that with certainty because I don't know. Okay. Um, I wouldn't compare Ron and DeMarcus in any way, shape or form. Their personalities are completely different. Their actions were, uh, completely different. Ron was never mean to his teammates and coaches, um, you know, that, that wasn't Ron. I shouldn't say never. I, I, I would right. say, and I know a lot of people that play with him in Indiana too, and they told me the same thing. Ron was not a, uh, what were I looking for? He's not a vindictive person. You know, Ron is not a, he's not, he, he's not a bully. DeMarcus is a bully. Yeah. Ron's never been a bully. Ron's, Ron's the opposite of a bully. Ron is a, a, a teddy bear, okay? And, you know, he, on the court, he may not be a teddy bear, but off the court, you know, Ron was, you know, the, the most soft spoken, soft hearted guy uh, you would ever meet in your life. So I, w I wouldn't compare, you know, I would I would classify DeMarcus as a bully. Ron Artest was the furthest thing from a bully. Right. Right. And and I know he got a bad rap of what happened at Detroit. Uh, and he should not have gone in the stands like that, obviously, but you know, he was, yeah, well, he shouldn't I mean, have, and he, and he deserved, he, he deserved yeah, everything he, he got for that. But, but, you know, he was obviously provoked there, right? It's not like he went crazy into the stands, you know, of so, course. you know, um, it, it was unfortunately some of the things that were coming out that he's a gangster after that and all that, but it, it, it was a provoked incident, right? So, I mean, well, um, let me, let me give, let me, let me tell you, this is Ron Artest in a nutshell. Yeah. 
after his first season in Chicago, okay? Yep. The Bulls could not get a hold of him. They didn't know where he was. Okay. As it turned out, Ron had applied and was working at a electronic store in Chicago. I can't remember the name of the store. And he was literally working there, okay, as an employee. And the reason why he wanted to work there is so his friends could get discounts on, on stuff when they came in and to the store. True story. Okay. That that that's that's Ron Artest in a nutshell, right there. Ron, Ron's just a different cat, but he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And the reason why I'm comparing, because you know, you know, just to be fair, Demarcus did have, you know, a giving heart off the court, right? He did try yes. to, you know, yes. so I yes. I will give him that, you know, so, yeah. And But I would yeah. also say this. Yeah. I would also say this. The Kings went out of their way to promote that to off. Yes. Yeah. Offset. Set. Yep. yep. Yeah, how bad right. it was. And yeah. I will tell you that there are several players over the years that played in Sacramento that were upset by that because they also had foundations and were doing great things in the community. And very often, nobody talked about it. Okay, it was like, oh, look at what Demarcus is doing. Well, why are you covering Demarcus so much? Well, because we have to build him up because it's so bad on the other fronts. We have to publicize all the great things he's doing in the community. Now, I will say this about Demarcus. He didn't do it for the publicity. Yeah, he did right. it out of the goodness of his heart. So yeah. Demarcus was doing the right thing. The Kings went overboard by trying to promote it. And they didn't realize that while they were doing that, they were upsetting some of the other members of the team that also were doing good things in the community that basically went unnoticed. Yeah. And, you know, to, to kind of shift, obviously, you know, um, you pick the Nuggets, they won. I, I was shocked the Lakers got swept like that. Um, but honestly, they could have won any game in that series, but the Nuggets were just a better team down the stretch executing. And I couldn't be more happier for Michael Malone um, because I think he, he did get the most out of Cousins in Sacramento, not in Denver. But I just can't help, you know, you know, I was wondering, you know, when Michael Malone won, right, and, and took a team to the finals, like, you know, that easily, you know, if if DeMarcus, you know, had a little, you know, was not like what it, what he was, that easily could have been us, right? Um, I, I, you no. Know, as a, no? No, no, it could not have been. Um, I mean, you're, you're trying to make an individual into something that could have never, ever been. Uh, and I disagree with you that Michael Malone got the best out of DeMarcus. The coach that got the most out of DeMarcus, believe it or not, was, was George Carl. Yeah. George but, changed DeMarcus's game for the better. And DeMarcus was having triple doubles playing under George Carl. He won the most games with him, 33, I, 33 games. I guess what I meant by well, that is, you know, it seemed like he did respond to Michael Malone well. Like he, you know, it's like, you know, there was... I mean, you know, he never, I never saw him yelling at him, but I don't know what happened behind the scenes, right? So that's all I'll say on yeah. that. And, 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 but then, you know, again, they were never going to win it with that situation. It was never, never going to happen just the well, way it is. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Jokic is all, you know, is all about. And let me ask you this How much do you think now, Jokic is a great talent. I mean, it's, he's, you know, as best as it gets. And the guy turns into Larry Bird, you know, I mean, did you see those shots, those couple of threes that he hit? I was just, yeah, um, yeah, it's amazing. By it. Now, he's a great talent, but last question. Like, how much do you think Michael Malone has elevated him from a coaching point of view in the last few years? 
Well, I think you're going to get better as you get older. I mean, you improve with age if you work hard. From what I understand, the guy's got a tremendous work ethic. You know, I think it's not just Michael Malone. I think it's the whole coaching staff. You know, I mean, the head coach very rarely works with a player uh, on skills or anything like that. It's all the assistant coaches. You very rarely see a head coach out on the floor working with the players. And by that, I mean, they coach, but they don't, you know, it's the other it's the other coaches that do the bulk of the work. So I think it's a, a collective effort. And I think, you know, a lot of the credit obviously goes to Jokic himself for putting their your work. And let me ask you, I did this at the beginning of the show. Yeah. I think it's absurd that there was a radio station in New York actually asking the question if Carmelo Anthony's jersey should be retired as a Nick. I think that is just a travesty. Absolutely. The guy won one playoff in six and a half years. You agree with me? 100%. He, he only won one playoff series, 100%. Now, I'm okay if they want to retire in Denver, but honestly, with the way Jokic is going, you know, he wears the same number. If he gets your ring, you know, I, I have to put that over, uh, but absolutely not. And and honestly... Oh, my God. Are you kidding yeah. me? There's not even going to be any comparison between Nikola Jokic and Carmelo Anthony. No comparison. And But I will say one thing, though, on that whole situation. When he forced himself way out of Denver, right, Knicks had to give up basically their young core, right? If he would have waited yep. to go there, they could have been a lot better. Um, you know, uh, could have been. Denver, Denver got better. Denver yeah. got better yeah. from that trade and the Knicks yeah. got worse. Yeah. And look, Carmelo Anthony's a great scorer, but you know, I mean, obviously yep. he'll, he'll be a hall of famer, but I just can't put him like, like if you ask me right now, who had a better career, Dwayne Wade or Carmelo, it's Dwayne Wade, oh. right? So yeah, it's yeah. not even close. Yeah, it's, it's not even close. It's not even close. We, and that that conversation will be over in two seconds. Yeah, and and one other thing, the reason why I can't because Chauncey Billups and 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 Carmelo even admitted this with Stephen A. Chauncey Billups yeah. said that you know like um, I, it was a few years back when Carmelo was trying to get back in the league, and he actually admitted yep. like like this guy was all about himself. And you know to to his to his credit, Carmelo came on the air with Stephen A. and he's like, yes, I was like that, you know. And um, that's something I, I do have to change. Now, I don't know if he was just saying that to get back in the league, but, you know, at least he admitted it. So what could have been, right? So, you know, yeah, so it is what it is. Uh, last thing, uh, do you think Boston comes back? I do not. I think that winning four games in a row at this juncture against a good team, and Miami's a good team, is unrealistic. And you got to remember, Boston has been awful at home this year, so I don't know why I would just automatically assume they're going to go home and win tomorrow. What do you think? Um, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, even if they do win tomorrow, I, I just think Jimmy's going to find a way to win one more game. And then, yep. Uh, yeah. But, but you know, it's funny, though, as a neutral, I, I, I don't know. I don't know who would I want to root for. Would I want to root for a guy like Jimmy, who I have respect for watching him play? Or would I want to root for Mike Malone, right, in the finals? So it's going to be yep. hard. I think whoever wins would be a great story. Uh, but you know, and I'll take this up here. Who, who, what do you think would be the bigger story? Nuggets winning the first one or Jimmy, the way he's taking? Uh, I think that Miami being an eighth seed, yeah, okay, and having to be in a play-in, and beating the number one seed, and then beating the number two seed if yeah. they do win, yeah. that would be a bigger story. Denver was the number one seed. You know, we can't yeah, just Denver forget that. Yeah. Denver's expected to go to the finals. Okay. They're number one Boston. I mean, Miami is an eight seed losing Tyler hero for the playoffs and they're still able to win a championship. To me, that would be the bigger story. Do you agree? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Um, I, 
I, I do agree that because of what he was dealt with, because I feel like Denver's a more talented team right now. Um, There's no and, question. Yeah, yeah, as they're put together. And, and you know, one last thing, right? I'm sorry, this is definitely the last thing. But No problem. Go on for yeah. as long as you want. <laughs> no, no it's, when I saw Jokic, you know, when the game was tied in game four, when I, uh, and you saw the game-winning basket that he made, the way he drove to the hoop, that, you know, I, he just gained a lot of respect. Like, you were not stopping him. Anthony Davis, whoever you were, you were not stopping him. And I felt like, you know, Jokic, um, I, I mean, at this point, I have to put him over Embiid. I have a lot of respect for Embiid. I think he's a great player, but I didn't see that from him in these playoffs when it counted most. In game six, Embiid had a chance to give me the ball, get out of my way, you, you know. Yep. And Jokic, when the game was on the line, he's like, give me the ball, and he and he drove. And, I mean, you can go back and watch that play. Like, you were not going to stop him. <laughs> he put his head down. No, that's true. He, but I would also yeah. say that yeah. Joel Embiid was not 100% with his knee. And yeah. I, I think that we must, you know, at least acknowledge that, you know, that he missed the beginning of that series. Yeah. And when he came back, he was good, but he wasn't the way he normally was. Yeah, and, and kind of got screwed because, you know, James Harden, I mean, I don't, there's yeah. no point in talking yeah. about that guy anymore. So, Can you um, believe that Daryl Morey still wants to give that guy a long-term deal? Seriously. I mean, that right – I mean, how does Daryl Morey get into a position of decision-making in the NBA when he just is so in love with James Harden that he's just got blinders on? Seriously, how absurd is that? It's it's yeah. I mean, I don't. I have no words for that. It, it is. What I don't understand is, Grant. Maybe you can try to explain this to me. Like, how can a guy be so good and just turn it completely off? It just it, is it because of the moment, or he just doesn't care? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, that's a great question. You know, I I I just don't understand either. I mean, yeah. he's he's a, a different player in the regular season than he is in the postseason. That's the way it's been in his whole career. I, I wish I could give you an answer there. Listen, Chris Webber was like that. You know, Chris was like that. Chris was great in the regular season and was okay in the playoffs. He wasn't great in the playoffs. He was okay. Good. No, no, not better than good. I, I don't, I've seen it with a lot of players that are very talented that for whatever reason, when the bell rings, they're not able to, you know, answer the bell the same way they did in the previous games. I, I don't, I, I don't understand that. And then you get other players, you know, like Robert Ori, who oh. live for the moment, right? Seriously, though, I'm just oh, telling no. you, you know? It, it I mean, still hurts. And Re- you know, let, well, think about this. Reggie Jackson was a great regular season player, yeah. but in the playoffs, he was, like, one of the best of all time. That's why he got the nickname Mr. October. Yep. I, I don't know why that is. Barry Bonds was great in the regular season, and his postseason career was embarrassing with the exception of one year. I don't really know why that is. It's just it is what it is, you know? Yeah, and and – what what I don't understand is this year, you know, Harden, when he had that game one performance, I was like, okay, hold on. And then he had a bad yep. performance. And then he comes back in game four in a pivotal game, you know, has another 40-point performance. I'm like, okay. And then he has a decent game five. and But then I saw him during the stretch of, like, closeout games or, like, games where they can go up, you know, like 3-1 or, you know, closeout. I saw him. He, he was getting past people, you know, and instead of going for the dunk or layup, he was just passing. And I... And I just don't understand that. It's it, there's got to be a mental block there. So I, I don't know. I don't know. So then it's just disheartening. So, but Graham, thank you. It's Blackus, thank you, buddy. I always appreciate hearing from you. Take care. All right. If you want to get in on the show, uh, hit your hand icon, uh, and we will do it. I know that last week I gave you the schedule for this week, and the schedule for this week has changed.
and will be changing in the foreseeable future. All right. So just bear with me and be patient with me that I will do the very best that I can to update you. Like I can tell you, there will be no Listen App show tomorrow. There will be no YouTube show tomorrow. But on Friday, okay, I hope to have two shows. Okay. So just, just understand I'm doing the best I can here. All right, let's get to uh, Patrick. Hello, Patrick. How you doing, Grant? Hello, Patrick. Um, I joined the show late, so I apologize, but um, I just wanted to weigh in on the Carmelo Anthony uh, retirement. Yep. The number I wouldn't retire his number. He I didn't mean, do anything uh, in New York. He did nothing in New York. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, he was he was a nice player. Don't get me wrong; he was a good shooter. But like, he did a good lot shooter. of isolation. He did a lot of isolation. He uh, he killed insanity. I'm gonna you know I'm killed not gonna him. say killed I'm him. Not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna say Lynn was a was a was a gonna be a great player, but he did nothing to help the situation. He uh, he gave D'Antoni a hard time when he was there, and um, even after they won he that playoff, yeah, Patrick, he did nothing. He won one playoff series in six and a half years. He did nothing for the Knicks. He did nothing, nothing. I, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna hang the guy's jersey up in the rafters for what? I mean, it's ridiculous. No, thank you. No, thank you. I mean, you know. I mean, uh, yeah. and even that one playoff series he won, the next series, they got embarrassed, you know? Embarrassed. Yeah. Yep. So, uh. I'm with you, buddy. Yeah, I just wanted to weigh in on that quick. So, uh, all right, have a good Thank evening. Thank you, Patrick. Take care. All right. You too. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here, and we say hello to Trent. What's up, Trent? Hey, good afternoon, Grant. Um, you know, you guys were talking about John Morant and, uh, how mental health has come into the play of of athletes nowadays. Do you remember? Um, you remember what happened to Ricky Barry uh, years ago? He committed suicide. Yeah, of course. You know what that was all about? Yeah, he got into a fight with his wife, and uh, he was stubborn and wanted to prove a point, and so he took his life. Oh no! God, that was horrible. Well, he was a promising up and coming NBA player, and he had a lot of talent. So that's a terrible shame, terrible loss. Um. Thanks, buddy. But, Appreciate uh, it. Oh, I, I, I thought you were done. I apologize. John, welcome to the show. How are you? Uh, Grant, can you hear me? John? Yes, sir. What's going on? Uh, I'm out taking a little bite. Uh, listening to the show today, man, I got to agree with everything. Carmelo, man, I don't think there's any place his, his jersey should be retired, if anywhere, you know, Denver, but New York, absolutely not. He's been in the league so damn long and put a lot of points. I understand him getting to the Hall of Fame for for his total combined amount of yep. work. But yep. but come on, for an individual team, not not him. That, that's and it's, know, not, that's it's not it's not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the Naismith Hall of Fame, and he uh, won a championship right. in Syracuse, so that counts too. Yes, oh, I agree, I, and I know it's a Naismith Hall of Fame. It's not it's not just NBA. It's it's the world of basketball, yeah. which is fantastic yeah, right. as well. It should be and. Yep. I understand Carmelo being there, but there's no individual team that he was at, except Syracuse, obviously, that yep. he should be in hanging in any after. So. John, I got to let you go. You're breaking up on me. Here's the bottom line about Carmelo Anthony. Not once did I ever watch a Carmelo Anthony team and said to myself, gee, he's making his teammates better. Not once. Not one time. Let's get to Eli. Eli, how are you, sir? 
Hey, Grant. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Hey, I read an article in the SAC B about the uh, Phoenix Coyotes uh, might possibly be moving, and they were mentioning the Sacramento could be a possible spot for them. Sacramento's not a possibility, and no one should be talking about that. I don't no. know why anyone would mention Sacramento's a possibility. They're not a possibility. Oh, okay. Well, that I mean, that was just what the SAC B said. So why do you say that? Because their arena is not suited for hockey. Okay. It's not a hockey arena. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> okay. That's all I had, Grant. Thank you, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it very much. Take care. All right. Let's get to uh, Jerry right here on Listen App. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Grant. How are you, sir? Welcome back. Thank you. Hey, Grant. Got a couple things for you, Grant. Uh, you know, about the Dwayne, uh, uh, not Dwayne Kuyper, but, uh, but his brother. I can't think of his name right now. Yep, Glenn Kuyper. Yes. Um, Grant, you know what? I mean, when they fired this man, Grant, you know, we all know it was a mistake, Grant. And when are some of these executives, ownership for the A's going to come out and say, finally, hey, listen, we're all human beings here, okay? We all make mistakes. Things happen. We know Glenn Kuyper, Grant, just like you, Grant. And it's like, you know what? Enough of this. Oh, my God. Everything's about racism. Racism. Stop it already. I mean, what the yeah, hell well, is it's going tearing apart here? the country. It's, it's, it's dividing the country. Because uh, the race car is being used all the time now, and it's actually dividing the country. Uh, one of my best friends is African-American, and we were talking about this uh, again the other night. And she said this to me. She goes, you know, we are our own worst enemies sometimes because we were talking about this. And she's talked to me about this in the past, and she explained it to me. And it's exactly what you're talking about. She said, we do more stupid things to hurt our uh, our position in life by attacking other ethnicities for no reason at all. And we, we had a long discussion about this. And again, she said, we are our own worst enemies sometimes. The, the, the constant use of the race card, whether it's Kendrick Perkins, whether it's Stephen A. Smith, whether it is Draymond Green, uh, I can old. go right on down the list. Or the right. executives at NBC Sports California who should all be fired, uh, gutless team owners. It's all about, oh, I'm scared. I'm scared. Oh, I have to show the black community that we're with them 100%. So even though I know that my individual does not deserve to be terminated, we're going to do it anyway just to save face. That's America in a nutshell for you right now. You know, Grant, you, you even talked about this before, Grant, when you were let go uh, for saying something that we all agree that, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. What you said, uh, you know, why not peel back the layers? You know, you, you know, this guy has been on your broadcast for 20 years. Seriously. You know what? Not one person spoke for him. Really? Not one person, Grant. And the freaking ballless, you know, ace ownership. You know what? You know, get the hell, get the hell out of here. Go to freaking Vegas. See you later. Bye. You and your freaking 18 people that go see your games. It's just freaking. Listen, you had the president, right? yeah, you had the president of the Negro Leagues Museum in Kansas City speak on the behalf of Glenn Kuiper. You had one of the great Oakland A's of all time, Dave Stewart, come out and speak on the behalf of Glenn Kuiper. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yet. That goes by the wayside, like it doesn't matter. I mean, it's a joke. It's an absolute travesty. 
Grant, I got one more thing for you. Uh, you know what? When uh, when the Lakers lost, you know what? Can LeBron James get his name out of the paper? I mean, you know what? Complimenting retirement. You know what? You know what? Do do what you got to do. But you know what? You don't always got to be in the limelight. Okay, your season's done. Well, you know, LeBron. LeBron doesn't. LeBron doesn't decide what the media is going to talk about and write. He was asked the question and he answered it. So I don't necessarily have an issue with that. I have an issue with the way the media goes overboard hogwash. LeBron doesn't call up ESPN and tell them what to talk about. They make that decision on their own. So I think you have to understand that, Jerry. Right. Grant, do you think he will retire? No, he's not going to retire. No way he's going to retire. <laughs> but, you know, all I have to say is, you know what, I'm I'm glad that the Lakers are out. You know what, good. You know what, you know, if the Kings didn't go far, I'm glad the Lakers are done with their season, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But I mean, if you're LeBron made a statement that he's still better than 90, was it 90%, maybe 95% of the players in the league? He's right. He still is. Right. Who was the best player on the floor? Uh, if you take away Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray in the game four loss, it was LeBron James. The guy's 38 years old. He was great. You know, he is better than most players in the league. Why would he retire? Right, Grant. Because uh, you know somebody said that uh, he wanted to play with his sons. Um, I think I think I read something like that. He does. He does want to play with his son, Bronny. But his you know his son's at USC, so right. he'd have to wait for one more year for that to happen, and then you know. So who knows? And sir, do we know any more information? Maybe if uh, Sasha's going to come to the Kings, uh, maybe next season. Uh, do you, they're do they're they're about talking that? about it. They're okay. they're they're trying to work out a deal. I, I talked about this a week or two ago. You know, I talked to two scouts and I've actually talked to a third uh, that think that he will be okay in the NBA, but nothing special. Right. Okay. Well, uh, Grant, uh, like I said earlier, you know, welcome back, Mr. Shows. Um, you take care of yourself today. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Bye-bye. All right. Speaking of my shows, uh, I will try to do a show on Friday. I will not be able to do a show uh, tomorrow. So again, my schedule is going to be a little erratic for uh, the foreseeable future. So just hang in there with me and I'm going to do the best I can both here uh, and on my YouTube platforms. Appreciate uh, your support greatly, though. Know that. All right. And, you know, if I have a show scheduled and I have to cancel it, then you just have to understand that it is what it is. OK. Uh, hockey. You're going to have Vegas and Florida playing in the Stanley Cup finals. NBA. South Florida may have two teams playing in the respective finals. Now, technically, the Florida Panthers play in Fort Lauderdale, but, you know, it's South Florida. It's Broward County. It's not Dade County where uh, the Panthers play, but could be a lot of happening going on there in South Florida. That game five is tomorrow uh, in Boston, and then we'll see whether or not this series continues into Miami for a game six uh, over the weekend. Really appreciate you joining me here on the Open Forum Wednesday. Make it a good one, and we will talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.